Well, good Monday morning, everyone. It is the 13th of December, and my title today is The Ultimate Awe Factor We All Need. As I've been considering growing more in awe of God, you know, our Bibles are filled with stories about how awesome God is. The more I think about it and read the record that God has given us of his story, showing us that he loves us and has done the following, we read in 1 Peter 1.3, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to his great mercy. Now listen carefully. He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now, I want us to see a couple of things in this passage that I think will help us be in awe of God. The first thing is that I notice that he has caused us to be born again. In other words, the fact that you have been born again and in that action caused by God, we are now members of his family. Our salvation is a result of God's choice to save us, and he made that choice before the creation of the world. We read that very clearly in Ephesians 1.3. Praise be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So let's be clear about why and how we became born-again Christians. God caused that to happen in all of our lives. He caused that to happen by his Spirit, convicting us of our sin and showing us our need for a Savior. Then he gave us the grace to believe. And because of his mercy and grace, we were born again. It happened because God caused it to happen, and he decided that it would happen before he created the world. That, in and of itself, increases my awe of God. My salvation is eternally secure because I did not just happen to discover Jesus and thought, I, well, I might as well give him a try in my life. No, God was orchestrating the events of my life that caused me to believe. And the same is true for you. Apart from him choosing me before the creation of the world and then causing me to believe, I would not be a believer. Because before he saved me, I was dead in my sins and transgressions, according to Ephesians 2. And I was by my very nature, my rebellious and selfish nature, was an object of his wrath. As we read in Ephesians 2, quote, All of us lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts like the rest, we were, by nature, deserving of wrath. But I am in awe of the fact that in spite of all that, God caused me to be born again. 
I was dead in my sins and transgressions. I was a follower of the ways of this world. And because of my rebellious nature, I was actually someone deserving his wrath. That is the truth. And that's actually the bad news for all of us. However, in the very next verse in Ephesians 2, we read this in Ephesians 2.4. But, that's the best but in the Bible. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved, end quote. So at some point in our lives, despite who we were and how we were living, God decided it was time for us to be convicted by the Spirit of our sinful state, and then he gave us, and listen carefully, he gave us the faith to believe because of his mercy and his grace. However, there's more in the text in the next verse that blows my mind. It says not only did he save me, but it says, quote, And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? Uh, let me read it again. And God raised us up with Christ and seated. Notice this is past tense and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Because of God choosing us before the creation of the world, and then giving us the faith and grace to believe, even though we were dead in our sins and transgressions, we have not only been saved in the here and now, but spiritually we have already been seated with Christ in the heavenly realms, still in the future, but guaranteed in the present. So here is the awe factor for me in all of this. God orchestrated everything because he has always and will always love me. And the same is true for you as well. I am not saved because I was smart enough or lucky enough to believe. No, I was dead in my sins and transgressions. It is only because God chose me, gave me the faith by his grace to believe. And when I was 19 years old in the fall of 1972, he caused me to be born again. Now, I'm amazed that... I am a spiritually born-again child of God's. And then, in my new life as a believer, I did well responding to his love for me by dedicating the rest of my life to him. However, I had no idea that my actions, my future sinful deeds that pulled me into a world of sexual brokenness did not separate me from God's love for me. It did not separate me, and it does not separate you as well. And this is important, so pay attention. He knew all of the sinful actions I would do in my entire life before I ever did any of them. 
before I was even born, before the creation of the world. He knew of my sinfulness and the horrible choices I would make as one of his children, wounding terribly my wife and my family. But he chose to love me in spite of myself and in spite of my sin. And the same is true for you. Which is why he began to save me from my sins in 1972. However, now in 2021, he continues to save me not only from my sins, but from myself. If God were fair and just in treating me the way I deserved to be treated as a rebellious and sexually addicted man who made horrible and sinful choices even after I was married, even after I graduated from seminary, even after blessing me with an incredible wife and four marvelous kids, and even after 26 years of full-time ministry as a pastor. And when my sins were discovered, and it was time for me to reap what I had been secretly sowing, he was there to begin repairing the train wreck that I caused because of my sexual brokenness. My friends, this isn't just my story. In some ways, it's your story as well. The brilliance of our salvation cannot be seen in its beginning. But now, as darkness has come into our lives through sexual brokenness, and we feel we're deserving of damnation, we're told we're seated with Christ in the heavenlies. We are being disciplined because a loving Father disciplines His children. A loving Father disciplines the, the children He loves, knowing that in the end, we will ultimately be perfected in heaven forever. Listen, my friends, we should all be in awe of God our Father and His awesome, eternal love for us. This is John Doyle with the 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. We'll talk again tomorrow. Take care and goodbye.